Hi there, and welcome to the 17th episode of Fortune 1000. And today, <clears throat> like we randomly drew from the last episode, we're looking at Tokyo Marine. Um, remember to check the website if you're listening to this recording, fortune.techseed. ORG for previous episodes. Tokyo Marine. So Tokyo Marine is the 433rd company on the list. Company based in Japan with a market cap of $41.28 billion. Seems to be an insurance company. Um, yeah, it's an interesting valuation there. Revenue and the last year, 2021, oh no, 2021, they made the, they had revenue of $50 billion, but in 20, 2022, they came down a bit to 473 Okay, interesting. It's also an impressive revenue and seems on the revenue list they're like 237 in terms of ranking earnings. Ah, so that's a lot of expenses. So the earnings are 257. I should put them where 633 earnings. Wow. So revenue of $47 billion, earnings of $2.5 billion. Uh, this is a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of expenses. The hell, what are they spending this money on? Um, I hope we'll find out. So, yeah, Tokyo Marine, Japanese company. Let's figure out what they do who the key people are and what we have learned from these guys. So let's see. Tokyo Marine Holdings Incorporated is a multinational insurance holding company headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. Of course, that's what uh, seems to be the inspiration for the name. It's the largest property slash casualty insurance group in Japan. Oh. So, property and casualty insurance. What's that? Casualty insurance broadly encompasses insurance that's not directly concerned with life insurance, health insurance, or property insurance. Property insurance is, I mean, provides protection against most risk to property such as fire, theft and weather damage. Okay. So it is the largest in Japan in terms of revenue and it's the parent company for the Tokyo Marine Group which employs 39,000 people in 38 countries. So that 9,000 employees Oh, 43,000 as at March 
2022 of the 3,000 employees. It's interesting. That's really interesting. The main business of Tokyo Marine is management of non-life insurance companies, life insurance companies, specialized securities companies, foreign companies engaged in insurance businesses, and any other company which is or may become a subsidiary of the company in accordance with the provisions of the insurance business law of Japan and any other business pertaining to the foregoing item. Tokyo Marine is part of Mitsubishi, one of the few Japanese giant conglomerates known as Kuritsu. Oh, wow. So it's part of Mitsubishi. History founded in 1879. Holy smokes. So that this company has been around for 144 years. Wow. Hmm. 144 years. Wow. Okay. It's the oldest insurance company in Japan. Mylia Holdings was established in 2002 to become the parent company to Tokyo Marine Insurance and Ishidova Insurance in preparation for their merger before being renamed to Tokyo Marine Holdings. In 2008, Tokyo Marine acquired the Philadelphia Insurance Companies for about $4 billion in 2008 and acquired the Delphi Financial Group for about $2.6 billion in 2012. In June 2015, Tokyo Marine announced it would be acquiring HCC Insurance Holdings for $7.5 billion. Tokyo Marine forecast that 46% of its profits would come from outside Japan following the HCC acquisition. Since June 2019, Satoru Komiya has been the president and group CEO. In October 2019, Tokyo Marine Insurance announced it would buy an Insura Pure Group for about $3.1 billion. So who started this? Key people, Shuzo Sumi, Chairman of the Board, Satoru Komiya, President of the Group CEO. Let's see. Let's bookmark this because I'm going to get some information about the key people. Shuzo Sumi. Although he, man, I wonder who founded it though. How did it start? Okay, um, so more information and controversies. Inshallah Future has described Tokyo Marine's environmental policies weak, unlike its competitor, as compared to Sampo. Tokyo Marine does not plan to stop ensuring coal-fired power plants in Japan. So it's a lot of acquisitions here. A lot of subsidiary businesses. Mostly asset management, insurance. Sustainability. 
So what do they, like, how does it work? Sustainability, investor relations, careers. It's just providing insurance to people. Sustainability management, resolving social issues and SDGs, environmental initiatives. Yadi, yadi, yada. All right. Tokyo Marine. Okay. So, insurance company, bit around 444. Um, so, it also has uh, based in US. Large commercial property, construction, ocean, marine cargo, affinity, safety and security. Product, large commercial property, personal lines product, automobile, homeowners, dwelling, fire, umbrella, inland marine, claims, auto claims, workers' compensation, marine claims, cost containment solutions. It's basically insurance. Can we get more information? Tokyo Marine history. So, okay, your timelines here. Just established 1879. Tokyo Marine Insurance Company was established in 1879 and began to take on the challenge of providing safety and security globally. It was in the Meiji era in Japan. What's the Meiji era? And encouraged by the government's policy of promoting industrial development, various new industries were emerging. Among them were the marine, shipping, and trading businesses who required marine insurance to support the expanding operations. Insurance has been it is a very old industry. Okay, to respond to this need on Friday, August 1st, 1879, with a capital of 600,000 yen, the Tokyo Marine Insurance Company was established as Japan's first insurance company. Oh, it was the first. In December of that year, agencies were established at 18 locations abroad. Who set this up? Probably the government, including Busan, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. September of the next year, commissioned agents were appointed to branches of Mitsui and Co. in London, Paris, and New York, making Tokyo Marine global since its inception. So, it's a lot of people who had money that started this thing. It's just not. 1894, improving business performance overseas. That's about 20 or 10 years, was that 15 years? Efforts of young employees helped strengthen Tokyo Marine and overcome potential crisis. In 1891, 
revenue from overseas operations had expanded rapidly and then accounted for over 50% of total insurance premiums. However, some of this was as a result of underwriting without fully taking into account the risks of overseas agencies to which we had trusted our business and performance began to deteriorate rapidly. That's that. Underwriting without taking full, without fully taking into account the risks of overseas agencies. That's <laughs> why so I said, um, the guarantor is only full with the pen. Uh, the situation lapsed into a, a management crisis. It was Kenkishi Kagami, a junior employee, and Hashi Saburo Hirao, a newcomer to the company, who would help the company overcome these challenges. Wow. So they were the angels. Kagami worked to closely examine the contract terms in the UK and was able to identify the cars. He then worked together with Hirao, who was in charge of domestic sales at the time, to successfully implement improvement measures and strengthen operations. Nineteen twenty-three, the Great Kanto earthquake. Kenkishi Kagami, the man who built consensus across the industry to support the uninsured in the wake of the Great Kanto earthquake, the Great. Kanto earthquake struck on September 1st, 1923, taking large numbers of lives and properties. I need to get some more information on this earthquake. First time I'm hearing this. Great Kanto earthquake. Let's see some information about that earthquake. The powerful quake and ensuing tsunami that struck Yokohama and Tokyo traumatized the nation and unleashed historic consequences. The first shock hit 1158, emanating from a seismic a seismic fault six miles beneath the floor of Shigami Bay, 30 miles south of Tokyo, a 60 by 60 mile segment of the Philippines. What was the damage here? The death toll of about 140,000. Wow including 44,000 who had sought refuge near Tokyo's Sumida River in the first few hours, only to be immolated by a freak pillar of fire known as a dragon twist. Wonderful. This is carnage. The temple destroyed two of Japan's largest cities and traumatized the nation, also whipped up nationalist and racist passions, and the quake may have emboldened Right-wing forces at the very moment that the country was poised between military expansion and an embrace of Western democracy, only 18 years before Japan would enter the Second World War. The 9.0 earthquake that struck the north coast of Honshu this past March is not likely to have such an impact on Japan's history. Nevertheless, there are parallels. So the earthquake unleashed a tsunami that washed away dozens of villages, mudslides, fires, and damaged the Fukushima reactors that emitted radiation into the atmosphere. Damn. And constituted the worst nuclear accident since the Chernobyl disaster. In both instances, the toll was considerably 
was considerable with estimated deaths in 2001 quake approaching 30,000 and damage could go as high as $310 billion. Holy smokes. Natural disasters. I mean, all disasters are natural at the end of the day. But this is crazy. So back to here. So how did it affect this big insurance company? It took a lot lot of lives and properties. At the time, many buildings that were damaged held fire insurance, but not at quick coverage. Wow. And as a result, they were excluded from insurance claims. Wow. However, due to the widespread scale of the damage, the government and the public called for the insurance policies to cover the damage. Given these circumstances, Kenkishi Kagami, then the chairman of the Insurance Business Association, worked inspiringly to resolve the situation. After a series of negotiations with individual insurance companies, he put together a proposal to pay 10% of the insurance amount as a form of consolation and strengthen the public's trust in the insurance business. Wow. 1945 post-war recovery. During the war, numerous properties covered by marine and other insurance was lost. were lost, and as a result, the marine insurance market shrank significantly, and net premiums written by Tokyo Marine in the four years followed the war also dropped to 40% of the earlier levels. Under such circumstances, Tokyo Marine took the initiative of focusing on fire insurance. Behind this strategy was also the company's competence developed to respond to changes in the business environment after emerging in 1944 with the Meiji Fire Insurance. Adopting a flexible strategy and did not depend solely on marine insurance. Tokyo Marine was able to overcome difficulties following the war and successfully recover its operating performance. Well, 77, almost 100 years after, expanding variety of insurance for the general public. From the 60s, the types of insurance policies for consumers, such as auto and savings type insurance, continue to increase. For such a dynamic market environment, Tokyo Marine drafted its first three-year mid-term business plan. In 1977, the objective was transforming the organization so that it could respond effectively to changed market conditions. The plan centered around a system of regional sales, but included many other steps. The company also actively implemented personnel transfers across divisions and even created a theme song based on internally created lyrics to foster an increased sense of unity among our employees. Okay. Um, 91 to 95, natural catastrophes strike. As natural disasters become more and more common around the world, the adoption of property and casualty insurance increased more than ever in, ni- in the 90s. In Japan, Typhoon 19, which hit Nagasaki and moved up through the country. And the Great Hashin earthquake, which struck in 95, left significant damage. With the experience of these disasters, Tokyo Marine made concerted efforts to maintain a system for promptly providing affected customers with insurance payouts, even in the face of effects 
from such large-scale disasters. At the same time, to promote the diversification of associated risks, especially to handle cases involving large payouts, Duke Marion worked to build a stable business system through a number of measures, including diverse reinsurance arrangements and augmenting reserves. So, a lot of events here. To 17 and beyond. So this seems to be, you know, a business that it's not, we can't really pinpoint a singular person who's behind this, where we know it's been here for 144 years to cater to the shipping industry who needed um, insurance to operate. It's really interesting, man, how long some of these companies have been around. It's just, it's just mind-blowing. Okay. Chairman Chuzo Sumi. is the chair of the board of Tokyo Marine Holdings and vice chair of Japan's Business Federation. He became director and chief executive of Tokyo Marine and Fire Insurance UK in 2000 and President and CEO of Tokyo Marine Holdings in 2007. What else about this prominent executive? What other information? Shuzo Sumi joined Tokyo Marine in 1970 and has dedicated his whole career spanning over 46 years. Wow, that's a lot of devotion to a company. The development of the insurance industry of Japan and the world. At Tokyo Marine, he mainly spent his career in commercial underwriting and product development. After becoming general manager of the commercial lines underwriting department in 98, Mr. Sumi has led the group as a central figure in the overseas expansion. In 2000, he was assigned as director and head of European business in London, subsequently became president and CEO of Tokyo Marine Group. Subsequent acquisitions of U.S. and European insurance companies, Sasumi has transformed the Tokyo Marine Group into a truly major global insurance group, so I guess he really spread the tentacles of the company which made them in June 2011 was appointed chairman of the General Insurance Association of Japan at a difficult time in the wake of the earthquake and led the initiatives to further develop the Japanese non-life insurance industry by focusing on modernizing Japan's earthquake insurance regime to help make a resilient society as well as providing relief for people affected by the disaster. After becoming the chairman, he has led research in the fields of climate change, the smart and natural catastrophe risks in his capacities as the VC of the Geneva Association, which comprises major global insurance companies, and as the co-chair of the Extreme Events and Climate Risk Working Group. Recently, his activities go beyond the insurance industry, and he serves as director's of major industry groups of Japan and as independent directors of major Japanese companies.
Manager of the Year 2013, The Freedom of the City of London. So seems UK and Japan, they have you know a lot of history. Uh, they seem to be good allies. Seem to be good allies. Uh, we have Satoru Komiya, who is currently CEO. He joined Tokyo Marine in 83. 2012 became a member of the board. March 2015, he resigned as a member of the board. Then April of the same year, became executive officer and general manager of corporate planning department of the same company. 2016, became managing executive officer. 2018, senior managing executive officer. June, Senior Managing Director. Okay. 2019, became Chairman of the Board. The guy was, he was rising. So the real rise was like 2015, 2016, 2018. He was just going up. June 2019, President and CEO till now. It's interesting. Any other information? Engages in non-life and life insurance and financial general business worldwide. So yeah, um, basically, insurance company. Hmm. Let's see, how do the insurance companies make money? Because, okay, I understand how they get revenue. People have to pay the premiums, right? And then, so, okay, that's the revenue. So to get as much people paying the premium or just property owners, Slash, I, I think the biggest market for property owners. So it probably sell a lot of property owners who will the, oh, you know, how do insurance companies make money? Insurance companies base their business model around assuming and diversifying risk. <laughs> it's a lot of assumptions. The essential insurance model involves pulling risk from individual payers and redistributing it across a larger portfolio. Most insurance companies generate revenues in two ways, charging premiums, okay, in exchange for insurance coverage, then reinvesting those premiums into other interest-generating assets. Oh, that makes sense. So they get the cash, then invest the cash in, you know, whatever will, will build it. And that's how they make money. Pricing and assuming risk. Revenue model specifics vary among health insurance companies, property insurance companies, and financial guarantors. The first task of any insurer, however, is to price risk and charge a premium for assuming it. So it's just based on assumption. This is a very, very interesting model, man. Very interesting model. 
So insurance is just okay. You're saying a damage may exist in this case, so this is a risk you're taking. Why not pay premium for this? So that eventually, if this may happen, this is what it will uh, they will pay out on whatever. Suppose the insurance company is offering a policy with a hundred k conditional payout. It needs to assess how likely a prospective buyer is to trigger the conditional payment and extend that risk based on the length of the policy. Hmm. This is where insurance underwriting is critical. Without good underwriting, what is underwriting here? And underwriting is the process through which an individual institution takes on a financial risk for a fee. This risk most typically involves loans, insurance, or investments. The term underwriter originally from the practice of having each risk taker write their name under the total amount of risk they are willing to accept for a specified premium. Okay. Without good underwriting, the insurance company will charge some customers too much and others too little for assuming risk. This could price out the least risky customers, eventually causing rates to increase even further. If a company prices its risk effectively, it should bring in more revenue in premiums than it spends on conditional payouts. So when the thing happens, they have to pay out. In a sense, an insurer's real product is insurance claims. When a customer files a claim, the company must process it, check it for accuracy, and submit payment. This adjusting process is necessary to filter out fraudulent claims I minimize the risk of loss to the company. Very like, yeah. People do a lot of insurance fraud, so this is a risky one. So they have to really have a good way of verifying the, you know, the the claims for payouts, interest earnings, and revenue. Suppose an insurance company receives a million dollars in premiums for its policies, it could hold onto the money in cash or place it into a savings account. That is not very efficient. Yeah, at the very least, the savings are going to be exposed to inflation, of course. Instead, the company can find safe short-term assets to invest its funds. This generates additional interest revenue for the company while it waits for possible payouts. Common instruments of this type include treasury bonds, high-grade corporate bonds, and interest-bearing cash equivalents reinsurance. Some companies engage in reinsurance to reduce risk. Insurance is insurance. The insurance companies buy to protect themselves. <laughs> so even insurance companies need to be insured. It's funny. The funniest thing about this so far. So insurance companies even have to protect themselves. Insurance integral components of insurance companies' efforts to keep themselves solvent and to avoid default due to payouts and regulators mandated for companies of a certain size and type. Okay, cool. For example, the insurance company may write too much hurricane insurance based on models that show low chances of a hurricane inflicting a geographical area. And so, if the inconceivable did happen with a hurricane hitting that region, considerable losses for the insurance, co- for the insurance company would ensue. Without reinsurance, taking some of the risk of the table, 
insurance companies could go out of business whenever a natural disaster hits. So really understanding what causes natural disasters, trying to forestall them, should be the aim of any insurance companies who's really insuring this stuff. So uh, that's interesting. So really they make money off premiums and investing the premiums in like um, interest in financial assets to make good of the money. So the thing is they, they get cash flow from premiums, which is like on a monthly basis. Insurance. Interesting. Well, um, I guess that's it for. I don't. I don't know what else we need to find out about Tokyo Marine. We got the basic details of this company. Um, claim to fame as being the first and biggest in Japan. Um, they've had a lot of major acquisitions with you know of competing companies and merged with bigger companies in that space. So. Guess they, they claim to fame. Well, Tokyo Marine, um, interesting business, been around for a while. Um, seems like the ex chairman is the most, or the current chairman actually, uh, chairman of the board. Yeah, I think expressing that actually grew the company. Yeah, grew the company. Seems like. Well, so for the next episode, um, what company are we looking at? Like, what lessons do we learn from this? It's hard, like, very silent executives. I would have loved to see, before we jump there, let's see if we have some, any information in this user. Sumikai Quartz. Has he said anything interesting? Um, I just said anything interesting I can't find. I can't find nothing. Choose a survey. I'm good to tap in into the great mind of this. Okay, here is a conference. I'm going to watch the video later. So let's see. Next next company. What are we looking at? Damn, 798. That's too, that's too low. Hey, we're still a Fortune 1000 company. The Nugget. Um, 798. What are we looking at here? Wow, another Japanese company. That is unusual. 
Okay, Sumitomo. Sumitomo, another Japanese company. We're going to figure out um, how that company is a Fortune 1000 company in the next episode. So, uh, if you're going to listen to this, you'll listen to this. Remember to check out fortune.techseed.org for this episode and previous episodes. Until the next episode, stay productive.